And one of the big events that's really established itself in recent times here in New Zealand, it's certainly not for the faint-hearted, is a, an adventure race called The Revenant. This thing is brutal. It's been going five years, and I think in the history of the race, five people have finished it. The next edition set to go on the 19th of January through to the 22nd. The event director is Scott Worthington. He joins us on the programme. Scotty, good afternoon. Welcome. Thanks. Sorry, just go. Have we got a good line there, Scotty? Just check. Just give us a little bit of a background, Scott. What is the Revenant? Uh, Revenant is a marathon in the switch space. is the same format. So it's a it's a mix of adventure racing, um, and you've got four laps. You've got sixty hours to complete it. It's uh, roughly two hundred k and sixteen thousand meters of climbing, and it's completely unsupported. So 16,000 metres of climbing. So you're basically starting from sea level and climbing to the top of Mount Everest twice in the space of 60 hours. Um, can I ask a simple question? Why? Um, pretty simple, really. I suppose it's you know one of those things where um, people are going further. We all know that. We look at um, you know when you and I were around Mark, a marathon was, was considered a long way. Now 100k uh, is fairly common, 100 miles and so forth. So as um, people get better and stronger, um, people are looking for different challenges. And so um, this is uh, really the reason why we offered it. You say unassisted. What is the definition of unassisted? Okay, unsupported really means exactly that. Um, so in, in other words, uh, you have to do everything yourself. Um, so in between laps, um, you have to feed yourself. You have to decide what food you're going to have uh, equipment-wise. Uh, so, for example, if somebody was to give you a simple piece of advice, you're leaving transition and someone says, hey, you've forgotten your headlamp night, you're disqualified. So absolutely assistance of any type. Are you, are you allowed watches? Are you allowed GPS? I mean, how do you coordinate yourself around the course? How do you get from checkpoint to checkpoint? Okay, yeah, it's a, a good question. Um, so no, no GPS is allowed. Electronics of any type are allowed. Um, and uh, remembering that most watches these days have a battery in them, that includes a watch. So absolutely no uh, watches. So old-fashioned travel, uh, map and compass only, and um, the stars and the sun will, um, will, will give you a good idea what time of day it is. Okay, so basically 50 kilometres a lap. I think you've got to be able to complete, what, the first two laps in the space of 30 hours, but each lap does include a number of checkpoints that you need to reach and that you need to prove you have reached. Just explain that dynamic. Yep, absolutely correct. So it's an orienteering-style race as opposed to a row game. That basically means that you're going from checkpoint to checkpoint in a sequence as opposed to just choosing randomly which ones you want to get to. Um, how you get between each checkpoint is totally up to you, so you choose your own route uh, between each checkpoint. When you get there, there's a book inside the checkpoint box. Um, you're given a page number uh, for each lap, and uh, as you get to each checkpoint, you open the box, there's a book inside, you rip your page number out, and when you've completed the lap, um, you're supposed to have 14, there's 14 points, 14 pages of the designated number for that lap, and that proves that you've been to each checkpoint. 
And often when you do finish a lap and you get back to the starting point or the start-finish point, um, often a few little surprises as well, I think, thrown in. Yeah, I mean, you know, have surprises uh, throughout the race, really, not when you necessarily get back, um, but maybe when you get back, uh, it might be changed. It will be... Um, you think you're there, but there might be a message inside the box telling you you're not quite there. Uh, and you're reached to another uh, position on your map. So the whole idea of the race is that um, a good athlete, someone that's really good in the back three, can adapt. Um, and so the race changes and will throw different things up, up during the race. You know, the people that will go far are the people that are really, really good and calm at managing expected uh, occurrences. Okay, Scott, how much interest from overseas? How much interest, how much has this race and its reputation been established internationally? Um, look, it's pretty good now. Uh, when we started, obviously, um, not on the radar at all, but um, uh, we get a lot, We get quite a lot of media, both in, in New Zealand, which we're very grateful for, and this year we lucky enough to have NHK, uh, which is the Japanese public broadcaster, coming out to film us this year for an episode of a TV program they, they put on. I think it goes worldwide. It's called Great Race and covers sort of, um, you know, sort of strange and different endurance-type uh, races. So we're lucky that they're sending a crew out to film it this year, which is great. Mm. Okay, now we don't often associate whiskey with endurance events, but we do with this particular race, and we often don't think of church bells or bells, but this is, these are items that are associated with this race. What is the bell for, and what is the whiskey for? So the whiskey is um, really a nod to the history of the um, property, so the property has a historic water race on it uh, of gold times in Otago in Southland. Um, and two, uh, actually, uh, two gentlemen that used to maintain the water race. Oh, welcome, Rock. And, uh, We've just lost you there, Scott. I'll just get you to move around a little bit. Yep. Is it better? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Um, so, uh, so the whiskey bottle basically is that nod to the, the old time whiskey for a particular property. We meet and have a little bit of a tipple. Um, that, that bottle is still there under the rock by put by uh, the, the property owner, and uh, use that as an instrumental thing in the race to, um, I suppose, respect the history of the property, but also the history of the way people used to move. They were people back. Um, and um, in a funny way, represents all of that. What do you get for winning the race? Nothing. Sorry, you get nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Um, so we've had four people for the race, um, and that is the the gratification people need. They're doing something so difficult that the distance that they end up travelling um, and if they manage to finish it is all the reward they need. You're a hard man. So 60 hours, 200 kilometres, climbing to the top of Mount Everest 
from sea level and back twice. Um, you choose when you want to sleep. You're not allowed watches and allowed any outside assistant. And if you do manage to finish this thing, you get nothing. I love it. It's brilliant. Absolutely. It's superb. Yep, absolutely nothing. It's brilliant. You do get yep. a little. You do get well, a little. You do get a little whiskey flask, though, don't you, or a little shot glass? Well, you do. Yeah, you do. Basically, uh, the four people that we've had finish it, um, they do take a shot of the whiskey, uh, and there's a bet going around about how many years this particular bottle's going to last. Um, very little gone out of it so far, so I think it's going to last years. Uh, and then they get a nice replica of the of the bottle. Uh, obviously, get their name engraved on the on the trophy, which is associated with the whiskey. Fantastic. Well, Scott Worthington, we will follow the progress of the event when it does start on the 19th, 20th and 21st. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Mark. Very, very, really appreciate the, the, um, the coverage and support of the race. No worries. No, tough event, tough man. Scott Worthington, the event director for a race called The Revenant.